I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome back in hour number two clay travis buck sexton show two days until thanksgiving if you find yourself traveling across the country around the world hope you're safe uh and we appreciate you listening we are thankful for all of you we're joined now by former vice president mike pence who's got a new book out uh that is uh being well received and uh as we start with you mr vice president i appreciate you giving us the time um we've been talking fauci just had thanks for having me on yeah, no doubt. The book is So Help Me God, released uh, earlier this month. Fauci just had his final press conference as he yeah. uh, is in the process of retiring. I'm sure you knew that that was going on. We were just talking about it. Uh, everything in twenty in, in hindsight is often 2020. In retrospect, what could you and the Trump White House have done better to not allow Dr. Fauci to, to what I think is, quite frankly, drive us right off the cliff of insanity in terms of how we should respond to COVID. He said that people should still feel very proud if they're wearing masks. He said that as you get ready together with Thanksgiving family, that continuing to get COVID tests could make sense. Those are just some of the things he said not years ago, but just a few minutes ago at the White House. Do you have right. any regrets? Do you have anything that you would change about Dr. Fauci in particular and COVID? Well, first, uh, just let me say what what a what a privilege it is to be on uh, with uh, with both of you. Great fan of the show. Thank you. And uh, and and was honored to have the opportunity to write uh, my autobiography. So help me God that uh, came out about a week ago. It's a story of growing up here in Indiana. It's a story of of, uh, of you know, being raised by a combat veteran and a first generation Irish American starting out as a Democrat, joining the Republican Revolution and then. Um, through uh, uh, through decisions that I made, beginning with the decision to put my faith in Jesus Christ, the decision to marry Karen Pence, we were able to serve and, and advance the conservative agenda in the Congress and in the governorship here in Indiana and then as vice president. I'm incredibly proud of the record of our administration. Uh, and I'm proud of what the American people accomplished during COVID, guys. There's a couple chapters in my book 
um, in, one of which is entitled Only in America, where I really pay tribute to the extraordinary compassion of our healthcare workers, the extraordinary generosity and innovation of American businesses. I mean, I, from the time I was, I was tapped to lead the White House Coronavirus Task Force, uh, guys, I was really inspired by what the American people were doing. Uh, but in those early days, uh, you know, when I was when I became uh, the leader of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, it was a fairly small group. The president organized it a week, a month earlier, and it included Dr. Tony Fauci and some other medical experts that would grow. But one of the first decisions that I made was to add the secretary of the Treasury, the secretary of agriculture, Larry Kudlow on our economic team, because I knew that the advice that we were going to give the president could not just be, you know, the advice of the clinical doctors. It had to be balanced and take in the whole interest of the American people. And and as I as I write in So Help Me God, um, you know, in those early days, I know that Dr. Fauci, when when we didn't know what was coming, when we didn't understand the disease and Americans were anxious, we were reinventing testing, we were manufacturing billions of supplies and and, uh, you know, over 100,000 ventilators in 100 days. I think in those early days, Dr. Fauci was a comfort uh, to millions of Americans. And, uh, and, and, and he always stayed in his lane. That's how I put it in my book. I mean, he was invariably the first person to say, look, I'll, I'll give you the scientist's perspective, but I understand the president's got to consider a lot more. And that was one of the reasons why, you know, uh, one month uh, into our efforts to, to essentially buy time and slow the spread, um, we worked to open up America again in states yeah. like M- Georgia. Mike, when did you realize, though, that away, Fauci but... was actually a partisan and the absolute worst and hoping to deep-six the presidency that you were a part of? Well, I, early on, I must tell you, I didn't perceive it that way. In fact, I thought President Trump and Fauci as a couple of old New Yorkers uh, you know, uh, had a had a good working relationship, but things began to shift. Uh, you know, toward the end, and and I must tell you, it it grieves my heart uh, that the Biden administration lost more Americans in their first year with COVID, with all of the tools that we left behind, including vaccines, uh, more Americans than we lost in our first year when we, for the most part, had none of those tools. But I do think it is part and parcel of, of the Biden administration essentially putting Dr. Fauci in charge of the national response. You know, uh, there, there's the old saying that, you know, uh, when when you're holding a hammer, everything's a nail. And I wasn't I wasn't surprised that the Biden administration abandoned our commitment to, uh, you know, therapeutics, abandoned our commitment to opening up states around the country and 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 largely turned all of its focus on vaccines and ultimately uh, and wrongly mandated vaccines for Americans that was partially turned aside by the conservative majority on the Supreme Court. So, you know, as I said, I, I think, uh, you know, it was it, it, it saddens me that the Biden administration in so many ways squandered the progress that we made and and uh, and putting Dr. Fauci in the lead of the Biden administration's response, I think, explains explains their focus on on concentrating everything in Washington, concentrating everything on vaccines, ultimately mandating vaccines instead of taking the whole of America federalist approach that we took in our administration. 
We're speaking to former Vice President Mike Pence. He's got a new book out, So Help Me God. Vice President Pence, tell us this. You know, the midterm election, there were some bright spots. There were the votes in the aggregate, but there wasn't the red wave that we needed. And it seemed that there were a number of points of uh, failure might be too strong a word for some people, but I think for others it's not strong enough. Clearly there were some problems and some places we came up short. How do we fix that? Well, guys, look there. Thanks for saying you're the first you're the first uh, show, not surprisingly, that said that there was a red wave some places. I mean, you look um, uh, you look at the at the governor's reelections in places like Texas and Florida and in Georgia, where they had probably the most formidable Democrat candidate in the country. And Stacey Abrams raised one hundred million dollars and Governor Brian Kemp, you know, won decisively in the fall. And my friend Lee Zeldin came up short in New York, but uh, but he he actually brought with him four new Republicans elected to Congress from the state of New York that could be our new margin of a Republican majority. So I really do believe there were there were pockets, there were places, and the common denominator to me, guys, is that you know candidates that were focused on the future, that were focused on the challenges facing the American people today. Uh, which are, you know, border security and crime and record inflation and high gasoline prices. Candidates that were focused on the future did quite well. But candidly, uh, those campaigns that were focused on the past, including relitigating the past, did not fare as well. We're talking to former Vice President Mike Pence, his book out last week, so help me God. Um, Donald Trump announced on Tuesday of last week, same day your book came out in the evening, he announced that he was going to be running for president in 2024. I know that there were several people speaking out in Las Vegas who might be interested in potentially running in 2024 as well. You are among those. When would you think is the right time for you to officially decide if you are or are not going to run in 2024? What kind of timeline do you have in terms of making that decision? Well, first, uh, I'm, uh, I'm always humbled to be asked. And uh, uh, early in my career, as I write in the book, So Help Me God, back in 2010, I had run for national office. I ultimately prayed through it with my wife, spoke to friends, and we felt called to come home here to Indiana and serve as governor of this great state. And, um, uh, and that decision was you know, one of the great honors of my life and led to opportunities to serve as, as your vice president as well. So, you know, what I can tell you is that, uh, you know, with two uh, inactive duty military in our immediate family, we, we actually haven't been together uh, for the last three years. But this Christmas, everybody's going to be home in Indiana. And Karen and I are going to take time, as we always have, to sit down with our kids, their spouses, and uh, talk to friends and continue to listen to the American people. And um, I always tell people there's two kinds of people in politics. There's people that are driven and people that are called. And if you read So Help Me God, you'll you'll hear that I've been both. I've, I've let my ambition get ahead of my, my values in the past and the, the way that as a Christian I feel called to represent uh, myself in the public square. But for the last 20 years, we've, we've tried to follow a calling, guys. And uh, so we're going to pray through it, give it careful consideration. And uh, sometime after the first of the year, we'll just discern what our next calling might be. But I, I promise to keep Clay Travis and Buck Sexton posted. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you, um, and, and as part of that, 
Do you think Joe Biden will run? Do you think he should run for re-election? And does his choice in any way impact your own choice? Well, what the, the thing I'll tell you emphatically is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should not be re-elected as president and vice president. I, no doubt. Guys, I, I knew they'd be bad. Uh, I, I didn't know they'd be this bad this fast. But then again, you know, I mean, literally from day one, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been dismantling the very policies that created the prosperity, the border security, uh, the strength of our economy uh, that that we had in those first three years of the Trump-Pence administration. I mean, they literally a gusher of spending that launched uh, the, the worst inflation in 40 years, a war on energy. Uh, after we achieved energy independence that has, has now set in motion the gasoline prices through the roof going into a Thanksgiving weekend. And, of course, the, well, I've been down to the southern border in Arizona many times in the last two years. Five million people have come into this country illegally in the last two years after we had reduced illegal immigration by 90 percent. So, you know, whatever, whatever President Biden decides to do and whatever we decide to do, I'm, I'm going to be working my heart out uh, to make sure that, uh, that that we do not get four more years of the disastrous uh, record of the Biden-Harris administration. We've got a good start in the House of Representatives uh, with a new Republican majority. But the next step is to win the Senate, win the White House, win state houses around the country. And I believe we will. I, I think we're, we're at the beginning of a great American comeback. The book is So Help Me God, Vice President Pence, the author. Sir, appreciate you being with us. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, thanks for having me on. I so appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. Let's talk about Legacy Box, my friends. A simple and safe way to digitize your family's long-held videotapes and film reels. They also work with photos, old and new, not to mention slides, cassette tapes, and many other media forms. Their team of technicians digitally transfers it all, and they do it carefully and by hand. They've helped over a million families, even my own, the Sexton family, do just that. All this gets done in Tennessee in a few weeks' time. Get in touch with Legacy Box today and order your actual Legacy Box. You fill it full of your family's tapes, film, and photos. They use overnight shipping that's all trackable, and they're in touch with you every step of the way. This is a great week to get started since Legacy Box is giving you 65% off their normal prices during a Black Friday sales event. You can't afford not to do this for your family. The best part is seeing your old family movies again and sharing them with others. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K to save an unreal 65%. With limited quantities ready to ship, this deal is going to go fast. LegacyBox.com slash Buck for 65% off. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. So will he tweet... Or won't he tweet? Donald Trump could end up back on Twitter anytime he chooses. He's officially allowed back on. And, you know, one of the things we discussed yesterday, all the investigations, and I really mean this. It is hard, even as somebody who eats, sleeps, breathes, and is obsessed with the news and what is happening in a general, ba- you know, in a day-to-day sense. Uh, that's how I am. It's how Clay is. It's how our staff, our show team is. And with, with all that going on, it is difficult to keep track of all the different Trump investigations that they have going on at any, at any point in time. And it's they're making the justice system in general seem farcical, whether it's at the state level in New York or the federal level at the DOJ. Um, but, you know, Elon Musk realizes you can't have a, a free speech platform if you don't allow a former president and possible future president on your platform. The fact that we even got to that place is completely insane. I mean, it really is dystopian Orwellian madness. And yet there are some who are out there telling us, you know what you really got to be worried about? Russian manipulation of Twitter. This guy, Dr. Galloway, he's a professor at NYU. I've heard him say some things about about, uh, male-female relationships and dating in the modern era that are actually astute. So I will say, I've heard, I go, oh yeah, that's actually true. But he's a lib, and so he has to say some crazy things. Here he is saying that the Twitter poll, Clay, to get e- that Elon put up, he put it up, and it had, what was it, like 12 or 14 million votes or something like that. Poll that went up that got uh, Trump reinstated was probably manipulated by, you guessed it, 
Russian intelligence. Play four. I think these polls are mostly a gimmick, and I would argue the people haven't spoken. The GRU has spoken. These uh, Twitter Russian has intelligence. You mean? Hundred percent. Twitter has become a playground for bad actors and fake bots. This poll is meaningless. This decision is meaningless. I mean, I would just want to know, why, why did he go GRU instead of FSB? I'm just curious. Or SVR, which would actually be the foreign intelligence arm. If he's going to start throwing around acronyms, maybe he should know what he's talking about. Well, not only that, but the election is open to anybody, right? You can be, you can live anywhere in the world and decide that you want to vote in Elon Musk's poll. Um, and I would just point out again, it was a 52 to 48 vote. And the 48 that don't believe Donald Trump should be reinstated are effectively saying they don't believe that a presidential candidate and former president should be able to speak on the platform. And and again, Buck, you and I have talked about this. I'm not sure that it being on Twitter benefits Trump at all, but as a, uh, as a point of democracy and being able to understand what our elected leaders or would-be elected leaders believe... Shouldn't you want them to speak as much as possible so that you know as much as you can to help you make a decision about who the leader of the free world should be? I, I, that's Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I think Elon Musk is nailing this, and he's also showing how extreme an anti-First Amendment, an anti-marketplace of ideas the Democrat perspective has become. And this all ties back to me, Buck, this idea that we have to fight with every fiber of our being, that words are violence. That, that, that's something that is now deeply ingrained in our culture, in our country, that if you say something that offends or upsets someone, that is the equivalent of a violent right. act. And it's just and, not and true. I understand that that also justifies violence in response in their minds. Yes. This is the part of it that's often left out. This is why when there are conservative speakers at colleges the Antifa and, you know, shrieking banshee lunatics that surround these speeches, they think that throwing things and threatening violence against those speakers is okay because they're stopping violence by using violence against the speech that they say is violence. It's crazy. It is. It's it's absolute balderdash, and unfortunately, it's ingrained, and it's going to be really hard to beat back at this point in time. I want to tell you guys all about business owners out there as we get ready for the holidays. How many of you are trying to figure out exactly what your books are going to look like for the end of the year? If your business has five or more employees and you made it through COVID and the recession difficulties, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this is not a loan, no payback. It's just a refund of the taxes you've already paid. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They're tax attorney specialists, this little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all the work, no charges up front. They just share a percentage of the cash they get with you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. You can go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions, Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. GetRefunds.com. No risk. High reward. GetRefunds.com. Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. So I want to open up phone lines here. Yesterday... And I would encourage you to go listen to this because I thought it was a really interesting conversation. We had Nancy Grace on 
to talk about a story that's leading the news everywhere right now. And both Buck and myself and probably you and some of your family as you get close to Thanksgiving, it's a conversation that will likely be emerging. And it has to do with the quadruple murder that is as of now unsolved from near the University of Idaho, right off the campus there in Moscow, Idaho. Um, And we got a ton of feedback after that conversation that we had with Nancy Grace yesterday. So I want to open up phone lines, just these specific callers. If you are listening to us in Spokane, Washington, the area, KQNTAM, huge audience that we have there, we believe it extends down into uh, the University of Idaho area, right there on the border between Idaho and Washington. I'd like to hear, and Buck would like to hear, from people in Moscow, Idaho, about how all of this is going down, what the community is responding. There hadn't been a murder there in seven years, Buck. Um, And there were six people in this house. Four of them were stabbed to death on the second and the third floor. They still have been unable to find a uh, alleged perpetrator, at least publicly, not a lot of evidence in this case. There were two people on the first floor I don't know if they were in locked bedrooms. I haven't seen the specifics about why they were not attacked. But on the second and the third floor, four people stabbed to death while they were sleeping. They were not found, I don't believe, Buck, until the next day around noon. These are college kids. They believe the stabbing happened in the 3 to 4 a.m. time time, uh, area. These kids have been out uh, until around 2 in the morning. It's a Saturday on a college campus, not uncommon at all. And I can't stop reading about this case and or consuming stories about this case. And I know many of you are the same as us. So 800-282-2882. We didn't give people an opportunity yesterday to react, but we would like people in the Moscow, Idaho region in that area to let us know what's going on and what it feels like to be in this community where there hadn't been a murder in seven years. And suddenly there's an unsolved quadruple murder of college kids. And, you know, yesterday when we had Nancy Grace on to talk about this, she said uh, that she would not connect the the data point, if you will, the report about a dog that had been skinned and gutted that was found a few weeks before this, but in the same neighborhood. This is not a big place. Uh, Moscow, Idaho, as we said yesterday, 25,000 people. This is a small town. It's pushed right up against the uh, border of Washington State. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's western Idaho. And today the police are saying that they're unrelated. But when I read the explanation for why it's unrelated, it, they just said it's wildlife activity or something. It, it seemed bizarre to me. And and you have to remember, and this is this is just the way it is, unfortunately, in, in, in instances like this where there's a very, very serious heinous crime that happens in a community that just has limited law enforcement resources. The cops that, that are dealing with this, especially the first ones on the scene, they're to say they're not used to this is a dramatic understatement. I mean, very few cops have seen these kinds of crime scenes before, but there's already a lot of a lot of reporting. Is it fair or not? I don't know. Right. We're not there. We're not able to cover this on, on the ground. People are saying that, you know, tire tracks were not preserved immediately. I mean, some rudimentary investigative mistakes uh, seem to have been made here, which may slow the whole process down of of even getting some sense i mean they have no idea of motive they have no suspects that we've even gotten an inclination about yet and i think people are realizing that this this could be a 
this could be a long haul to try to get some measure of justice for these families by finding whoever did this. I mean, this is among the more heinous crimes anybody can think of in recent memory. Um, so I, I don't understand how the, why the dog, based on the reporting, why that would be unrelated. But apparently, police are saying it is unrelated. There's just some things that don't add up, Clay. Went into, there were other people in the house. How is it this person was able to, the, the killer was able to do this without waking anybody? There was a dog in the house that didn't, I mean, maybe they're used to, maybe the dog barked a little bit. It didn't wake anybody up because they're used to it. But the dog has been taken away from the house. This is reporting from today. How could somebody manage to get in? Think of the risk of discovery that this murderer would be taking by going into this house with a knife and one by one killing these individuals in their sleep, it would be so easy for some someone, including people in the house who weren't even attacked, to cry out, to you know, to scream, to say what's going on. It just doesn't. I've never. I've ne- look. I don't know if anyone's ever seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this. And I asked Nancy yesterday uh, during that interview. I don't think you can underrate the aspect of the murders being occurring with a knife. It's so violent. It's so visceral. You are right up on top of the person. And it feels quite a lot different than, say, shooting someone with a gun from a distance. Yeah, I, I, I remember I listened to uh, a very popular uh, iHeartMedia podcast on the Piketon Massacre in Ohio. Um, which I think was the second biggest mass murder in the country in that year after the Pulse nightclub shooting. So it was a major, and it was a dispute between two families that escalated to where I, I think it was five of the family members were killed in their sleep. They were killed with a firearm, though. Yeah. So somebody went in and killed, and clearly there was a there was a baby at one of the crime scenes that was spared. They didn't they didn't go after the baby. They were going after the adults and the family. It was a mass murder. Five people uh, killed. But they used a gun, and in this instance, they were using this individual was using a knife, and it it, it cannot feel right now. I mean, to that to that community, for example, they have no idea. It's not like they have a sense of who this might be, and the person's on the run. They seem to know nothing, which, At all. given the national level attack, I mean, meaning the police seem to know nothing about who did this. Now they could be hold. I know law enforcement officers listening to this are saying, look, they could be holding back key details. That is possible. Clearly. And like I said, we're not doing the investigation, but it doesn't, you know, how they pull all this together. They, they're going to have a lot of DNA. We discussed this yesterday, a lot of evidence at the scene, but you need the other piece of that, meaning you need to have a match with somebody. So if they're not in any databases, really tough to know who you're looking for. And also, again, if you're living in that community, 800 282 2882. It's unlikely that someone just suddenly snaps and stabs four people to death. So is this a vagrant? Was this a crime where someone is moving through? Are there any other crimes that are somewhat similar that could be connected to this one in the region, in the area? Um, to me, this is uh, this is one of those stories. I'm not surprised at all that... It is receiving the amount of attention it does and is that it's opening many different newscasts right now uh, because this is a mystery the likes of which we frankly just do not see very often in this country. So, again, we'll take some of your calls in the next segment. I'd like for people in that region to give us a sense for the community and the community's response so far. 800-282-2882. 
Maybe, maybe also if you're an investigator, a criminal profiler, yeah. based on I'd be some curious of this to hear from. We got a huge, were... huge law enforcement community that listens. If you have any and just any insight you can offer to us, you know the only investigations I ever did were counterterrorism, which is obviously very different from this. We'd love to hear from you guys as well in the event that you could help to analyze this based on what you do for your profession. 1-800-282-2882. We will take your calls. We're also going to be speaking with Dr. Latipo from Florida, the Surgeon General, who has helped to drive what is the best response, I think, on a state basis uh, in the state of Florida to COVID. What does he think of the comments made by Dr. Fauci? and Dr. Ja today in the White House press briefing. We will talk with him in the third hour of the program as we continue to move towards Thanksgiving. We're grateful for all of you hanging out with us. Our nation was founded on the principle that all men are created equal, but there are far too many colleges and universities, including those in the Ivy League, continuing to use race as a factor for admissions. The Supreme Court is deciding a case on this subject right now. But there's a unique American college that doesn't discriminate based on race. It never has, and it never will. It's Hillsdale College. This college in Michigan was founded in 1844 to educate all persons, irrespective of nationality, color, or sex. It continues that policy today, admitting students on the strength of their character, ability, and intentions, not their heritage or background. Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale, recently published an article explaining Hillsdale's colorblind policies, and its related refusal of government funding, even indirectly in the form of federal student aid. Read it for yourself at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. That's clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. And after you read it, you may even want to support Hillsdale with a year-end gift. It's a great institution that supports so many of your values and ideas. Read Dr. Arn's article today at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Two of the hardest voices to tell apart, but one unified voice when it comes to the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America. 
for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We said we'd take some calls. We're, we're looking into this grisly uh, quadruple murder in uh, Idaho. We've also been told by uh, people from the region that we're supposed to pronounce this Moscow. So we have learned not like the way Americans pronounce Moscow, the city in Russia. So Moscow, Idaho. And we have calls from the region. This is one of the one of the advantages we have of, of having an audience in all 50 states and, and so many different stations in those states is that we can say pretty much any corner of the country. Hey, tell us what's going on on the ground there. Um, we have Marie in Moscow, Idaho, who is a retired law enforcement officer. Marie, thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. So what do you make of what we've learned so far and how this investigation's going? Well, something surprised me, and, you know, I'm not privy to any information that you guys don't have. So, you know, the Moscow Police Department is really good about keeping a hold of information that they shouldn't be disseminating. So I want to make that clear. But um, in my experience, and I worked for 25 years for the Moscow Police Department, um, they have never done what they've done with this investigation, which is pull all the patrol officers in to work this case. And ISP is taking over patrol functions. Um, so every police officer in this jurisdiction is working on this case. And um, they So this is truly like, all, this is all hands on deck for Moscow PD. Yep. Yep. And if you, and know, you've lived there, you said 25 years. We said there hadn't been a murder in seven years. When you heard this happen, how stunned were you that it had happened here based on your experience as a police officer? I wasn't stunned. Um, I mean, Moscow is a small town, but it's a town like any other. And we've had our fair share of homicides in this area. Um, I was a little surprised that they didn't catch the perpetrator right away. Which, So I don't think that's something where, um, you know, one of their friends went berserk because that would those kind of things are a lot easier to solve. Yeah, I mean, that was the next thing I was going to ask you, Marie, is, is your sense here... 
I mean, again, just going on, I know you don't have access. You were in the PD there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in the police department there. You're not anymore, and, that, and, and that's fine because that means that you can actually talk to us without you know divulging anything you're not supposed to. Uh, and I get that as a former CIA officer. But um, just your, your, your sense, right, the tingling on the back of your neck, do you think that this killer knew these individuals, or is this just random serial killer stuff? No, I think he knew him, and the reason for that is because the residence is in a place that's not very accessible. You have to go there specifically. So it's not on a through street. It's in a little cul-de-sac, um, not a place where some random guy is just going to walk into. Um, so that's – and that's probably why, um, you know, the information has come out that they believe it's targeted. And that feels right to me that it was somebody who knew them or was acquainted with them, uh, knew the area, and knew how to get out of the area. Is there a lot of fear in the community, by the way, right now, just because obviously there's a tremendous amount of sadness and, and, and grieving for the, the loved ones and, and for these people who were lost uh, for you know and for their families, um, but just is the community very tense right now? I think there's a little of that. I think there's um, quite a bit of people just taking stock of, uh, their own safety precautions. I have a friend who's a locksmith in town, and he's been getting calls off the hook. His phone's been ringing off the hook for people who want to update their locks and and whatnot. Um, which is, you know, in Moscow, people tend to pride themselves on the fact that they never lock their doors, and that is changing this week um, after this uh, homicide. Marie, so it is in, affecting the people, I think. In your experience. The stabbing, the fact that this was not a gun murder, the fact that it was a knife, is that one of the reasons why you think it's more likely to not be a random act of violence? And also as a part of this, would it surprise you if the person who did this didn't have some form of violent behavior in their background? Is that normal to have someone kind of, for lack of a better term, snap? Or is there usually a lot of warning signs of some sort of violent behavior like this before it happens. Maybe it's even happened before somewhere else. You know, one thing that I learned in 25 years of law enforcement is not to make assumptions because we've seen both here in this town, Uh, people snapping and shooting people, people snapping and attacking in different ways. Uh, So I know that the police are looking at everything and I just I I understand what you're saying and why you're saying it, but I don't think you can draw that conclusion. Marie, we appreciate you calling in and uh, sharing uh, you know decades of experience, not just in law enforcement, but in this town where this happened. Uh, we're praying for you and and the whole community there. Thank you for calling in, Doug in Idaho in uh, Post Falls, Idaho. Doug, our our team tells us, you, oh my gosh, you actually knew one of the. Uh, one of the students who was slain. Uh, yes, sir, I did. A close personal family friend. Oh gosh, that's, that's yeah. What can um, you tell us about um, this uh, this person? How did you have a relationship with them, and what is the response in the community to uh, obviously this horrible tragedy? I'll speak to the response first. Is sorrow and and sadness, um, but happy to see a, a response go na- national wide and everybody getting involved. Um, of course. Um, Maddie's mom, Karen, is my wife's best friend, uh, very close. Every year they go on the local Christmas cruise on Lake Quarter Lane for the Santa Claus cruise, Maddie and my daughters and my wife and Maddie's mother, Karen, of course. 
So this is awful um, to happen anywhere, but in Idaho, in a small community like this, it really does, I would imagine, touch almost every family because it is a small town and it is a small state. And the connections, I would imagine, as you're just referencing, are very, uh, very substantial. And so, so many people are, are struck by this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you get into these smaller communities, everybody knows everybody pretty much in one way, shape, or form. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, you know, Maddie herself had touched a lot of lives. She was very active in the community, very active online, and just a sweetheart. Uh, well, well we're, we're praying for her family and, and for the whole community there. Doug, thank you for, for calling in. Clay, we'll continue to follow this investigation. I mean, let's... Let's just all hope that there's a break in this case and that they can find uh, this this mass murderer um, that is that is on the loose in, in Idaho right now. We're going to be joined here in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be switching gears to talk more about policy um, and COVID and Dr. Latipo, the Surgeon General, the brilliant Surgeon General, and one with a backbone, by the way, because he stood up against the madness of Fauciism. He'll be joining us to talk about, well... What we're going into this winter time and also Fauci's retirement and much more. So stick around. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.